How you doing, everybody? The Jet Comic Podcast Network. Welcome to Sports Course, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your host, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. Welcome once again to uh, Sports Court. Joined by America's premier sports analyst from ESPN, Lester Munson. I'm Chad Kopic, and of course we're brought to you by the marvelous people at Chicago's number one suburban taxi service. That is John Coyne's American Taxi. For you people out in the suburbs, whatever the location may be, always think American Taxi. And by the way, for you people who might be flying out of Billy Mitchell Field in Milwaukee, who live in the northern suburbs, your way to go. Once again is American Taxi. Lester no runs, no hits, no buildup. The dance floor is wide open. Let's begin with something that is staggering. No Jumbotron at Wrigley Field. You've got the story. Instead of a Jumbotron, the Cubs are going to do something that has never been done in any ballpark anywhere at this point. Ricketts family is on the edge of a major breakthrough here. They have a deal with Clear. The company is called Clear. It's a web provider. And they're going to set up Wrigley Field so that all of us who are there in the ballpark with our iPhone, with our BlackBerry, with our PDA, we will have a constant stream of information coming to us from within the confines of Wrigley Field. This will be provided by this company known as Clear. We've all seen their ads. It's a web company that is on the make. And this is the kind of thing that is going to change the experience of going to a ball game. They're going to announce this probably in the next two or three weeks. It'll be, I think, better than a Jumbotron in that you can see what you want to see instead of just having to look up there and hope you see what you want to see on the Jumbotron. And I think all of us uh, in Chicago here, I don't know that we want to see a Jumbotron in Wrigley Field. I, I, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. You know, Lester, kind of interesting because uh, this past Sunday I was at uh, the Blackhawk game as a guest of uh, John McDonough and Jay Blunk and sat with a, a number of people from uh, Cubs Park, and we were talking uh, Jumbotrons, and I saw some twinkles uh, in certain eyes as if the, uh, the cat had just swallowed the canary. I, I'm on your side. For example, Dave Abrams, who's a buddy of mine, owns Skybox on Sheffield. I said, you know, would would you sell? If the Cubs approached you, would you sell so they could create a vertical jumbotron? And he said, no, no, I I wouldn't have an interest in doing it. And he offered up, I think, you know, the same thought you have and that I presumably have, and that is that cosmetically a jumbotron at Wrigley Field would just be a miserable eyesore. Yeah. I'm not a young person. Maybe if you're in your 20s or 30s, you have a different idea. I still like walking up the stairs hitting the concourse aisle and seeing Wrigley Field with that old scoreboard and the green grass. It is just one of the great moments that a sports fan can have, and I don't want them desecrating that. And if they can give everything that would be on a Jumbotron and a lot more to me whenever I want to look at it on my iPhone, between innings, between at-bats, I'm going to be a pretty happy fan. Lester, can you imagine how many replays, for example, they'll be showing between innings once you have the app on your iPhone, for example? <laughs> also, can you imagine the volume of advertising that Clear yeah. will sell for this? This is going to be a, a home run financially for the Ricketts family. They're not going to any way desecrate or uh, harm the overall uh, uh, natural beauty of Cubs Park. But conversely, as you said, 
You watch you watch the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox jump all over something like this. They'll come right to it. Yeah, Clear is going to be way ahead of the game here. And it, it's interesting to me that they would do something like this instead of falling for the Jumbotron. I know they were looking at a Jumbotron. The famous Budweiser roof was going to sure. be a place to put it, and that didn't work out. And I think they made the right choice here. You know, Lester, when I think of the uh, Budweiser roof beyond the uh, left field wall, uh, this will date me a little bit. I don't think of uh, uh, baseball. I think of George Blandick kicking up <laughs> touchdowns back in the 1950s. Uh, only you and I are old enough to remember that. Yeah, the extra point would go over the fence, out into the street, and occasionally onto the roof. Or yes. the one guy who held up the fishnet. Right. He had no chance. Blanda would kick it away from him. Now, uh, you mentioned that the color of the Wrigley Field scoreboard, at least for a brief window of time, is is going to be changed. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't tamper with anything done by Rembrandt. No, that's exactly right. That is an icon. That is uh, like one of the paintings they hang in a Russian Orthodox church. you got to leave it alone. But as part of this promotion, they will temporarily change the color of the scoreboard to bring to everybody's attention, this is a new atmosphere in Wrigley Field. Then they'll go back to the old scoreboard. My friend... um Ben Roethlisberger, one uh, legal issue, now a second legal issue. Uh, I noted with some interest that the Pittsburgh Steelers did uh, did nothing in the way of coming out in support of Ben Roethlisberger. It was more or less, uh, uh, we want uh, we want additional information. We'd like to investigate. What do you know about Roethlisberger? Is there a chance that Roethlisberger is a punk? Uh, it's beginning to look that way. We have a long way to go before we learn whether the police and the prosecutor in Millersville, Georgia, are going to file a charge against him. They are investigating uh, briskly, furiously. They have eight or ten cops and agents on the case right now. Roethlisberger has hired a lawyer, Ed Garland, one of the great defense lawyers I have ever seen anywhere in this country. He is absolutely brilliant. He is relentless. He is the right lawyer. And when do you hire Ed Garland? When you're in trouble. Bingo. That's when you hire Bingo. him. If, if you're not in trouble, you don't need this guy. I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for Ed Garland. I know what he can do. Lester, that was my first reaction. If you think you're not guilty, and this is a waste of time, get local counsel. Yeah. When you go for Ed Garland, you're running so completely scared that you figure you're out of options. Yeah, I think that's the problem here. And the young woman, so far as we know now, she's a a 20-year-old who was working in a dress shop in town to work her way through college. Her parents have come to town. They've hired their own lawyers. The family is gathering together uh, around her as she goes through this ordeal. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. The... The key factors are the medical examination that was done at the hospital right afterwards. Are there injuries there that will show what Roethlisberger did? The other problem is, what will the people say who saw them coming out of the bathroom? Was mm-hmm. she in hysterics or was she a happy young woman? There's a, and there's security cameras involved here. Videos from 12 different cameras are now in the hands of the police and so they are trying to go through those. Now those, it sounds like they might be definitive, but frequently, you know, you can't see on them what you want to see. Right. But they're working on them right now. Why do I have this feeling in the back of my mind that um, Ben Roethlisberger, 
is going to be facing very serious trouble. It could easily happen, and uh, my colleagues at ESPN have been reporting now for two days that the front office of the Steelers, and Mr. Rooney in particular, are furious over this. Whether he's charged or not, they are furious that the team leader, the most expensive player on the team, is again now the third time caught in a situation that makes him look like less than a good citizen. You know, Lester, I would like to appreciate uh, the younger Roonies being angry about Ben Roethlisberger, but have they lost sight of something? Uh, Daddy Art Rooney, who uh, <laughs> uh, owned the Pittsburgh Steelers and suffered for years and years, hello, he was a bookie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Since when, when, did when, they, when did they become virgins? Right. Since when did they become uh, paragons of virtue and citizenship here? But they are, you know, they had the motorcycle, they had the, the uh, civil case in Nevada, and now they have this. And, uh, and, and he's their quarterback. This is the this is the most important guy on the team. Initial thought: uh, this guy might be a problem drinker. It's a possibility. Uh, this is the kind of thing that happens after everybody's had a few. Um, the The police are checking up on that. They're checking up on the young woman's relative sobriety. How much had she had? Prosecutors typically stay away from a case where the victim is in the brownout, blackout pass out stage of drinking if she is anywhere near that that might that would be a very good break for Roethlisberger but we don't know that yet we're, we're just guessing right Iron now. Mike Tyson you and I first met uh, some 18 years ago when Tyson was on trial for the uh, sexual assault of Desiree Washington down in uh, Indianapolis Tyson talking out loud about fighting again King suggesting the possibility of 47 year old Evander Holyfield against uh, uh, against Mike Tyson. I was at the bite fight in uh, Las Vegas at the MGM Grand back in uh, 1997. Lester, I have, I have to be honest with you. If I was the Nevada State Boxing Commission or the Illinois Athletic Board, I, I don't think I could license Mike Tyson. I don't think they should. Uh, it, it amazes me that Don King is involved in this. I, I do have some respect for the way he has helped and treated fighters over the years. Um, I know he's done some very good things for some fighters who have been in trouble. This is a disgrace. Neither one of these guys should be in the ring, much less against each other. And and if anybody is willing to pay to see that, it says something very bad about those fans. Well, I, you know, Lester, we live in just enough of a freak show society that I can visualize Saps paying twenty nine ninety five on a Saturday night. You know, with 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 the right kind of build up, you show you show Tyson beating the living daylights out of Bone Crusher Smith, and you know knocking out Michael Spinks in a minute and twenty five <laughs> seconds. You go back and you say, you know, that Michael has found himself. Michael has been recreated. You had the trainer talk about this is the twenty one year old Mike Tyson. <clears throat> we're 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 watching boxing's next great, you know, heavyweight. Albeit uh, he hasn't been a great heavyweight for a dozen years. Long time. But I can I can visualize where the American public could begin to to laugh at the fight, then get intrigued, and an hour in front of the fight, put down twenty nine ninety five, forty nine ninety five. Not a chance. The uh, I think your phrase "freak show" is exactly what describes this. And do people in America pay to see a freak show? Yes, they do. And this would be a pay for pay per view kind of freak show. Something new. All right. The uh, the emergence up at Hallis Hall of uh, three darn good football players in one day. And uh, by the way. 
Uh, George Hallis is up in the sky right now telling Art Modell and Art Rooney and a whole bunch of other people, <laughs> Carol Rosenblum, what the hell are my people doing, for gosh sakes. Lester, in the midst of all of this, why hasn't some Chicago writer or broadcaster stated the obvious? If this isn't panic, I don't know what panic is. It, it sure seems like panic. It's that they've decided to adopt all of the worst practices of Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones, put them all into a single series of transactions. Ted Phillips, Lovey Smith, Jerry Angelo, they're all apparently struggling for their jobs, and mm-hmm. so they're rolling the dice with these three guys to try to produce a playoff team and maybe work for the Bears for another couple of years. I, it, when I first heard that these three had been signed uh, in a matter of a few hours, I thought it was some kind of a joke. I mean, I've been around here all my life watching the Chicago Bears. I think, wait a minute, $40 million, come on. And I had the same thought. Poor Papa Bear, he's up there, he's having a terrible time right now. You know, um, basically, I uh, after all the dust settled, Lester, I, I went on radio with somebody this past Friday night, and they said, you know, what are your immediate thoughts? And I said, Basically, Ted Phillips and uh, Jerry Angelo, in my opinion, more or less conspired. Coming up with this this booming, I mean, how many National Football League teams over the past 20 years have had a day this big? The answer is maybe one or two tops, three maybe tops. But the fact is, I think Phillips and Angelo have basically said, we're going to the Bahamas, we're going to Maui, we're going to the south of France, Lovey, the onus to win this year is completely on you. Our hands are clean because we have given you, in the eyes of the public, the ball players to win with. I, I think that's exactly right. So it's up to Lovey Smith, Mike Martz, Rod Marinelli now to put together a team. I, I obviously, I'm not sure they can expect anybody else coming onto the roster. Maybe they can expect a few people to leave, or maybe they can trade Olson for somebody, Greg Olson. But um, no, this is it. Now they have to produce a winning team. Lester, uh, headlines to look for on or about September 28th. Peppers remain sackless after three games. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the next headline will be, at the end of November, Lovey Smith will receive the dreaded vote of confidence because he's only won seven yeah, games. Yeah. <laughs> Angelo Colon. Lovey is our coach. Yeah. Uh, December 29th, uh, Angelo uh, will review everything. January <laughs> headline. Lovey, gone. Right. No. The uh, I, I like Lovey Smith. I, I think he's the kind of guy who ought to be a head coach. But boy, th- this the pressure is now on him. It's uh, he's got a very big challenge here right now. Lester, just incredibly good stuff today. Uh, wow. How would you like to have stock in Clear Web the moment they make this announcement? Uh, th- that is a very interesting company. I'm tempted I- to call my broker right now. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good idea. He is Lester Munson, legal expert, uh, ESPM. Very simply, the best in the country of what he does. I'm Chet Kopik. This has been Sports Court, brought to you by the marvelous people at American Taxi. So long, everybody.